Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey guys, welcome to Life with Chris and Tatum. We are so excited that you're hanging out with us today. Thanks for joining in. We are going to be talking today about nine keys uh, to achieve overall success in your life. And Chris is pumped to dive into the first one. You know, I am. It's, uh, it's, this is probably one of my favorite topics uh, to talk on. These nine, we've, we've really done a lot of thinking, praying, and um, just compiling a lot of great content that I think is going to really help you in your journey to experience uh, really that kind of success that God's always intended for you to, um, to have in your life. And the first one is that you and I, we're going to have to realize and know our identity in Christ. So the world all around is constantly trying to get you to, um, to, to buy into to your, a worldly identity. Yeah. They're trying to stamp that standard on, on us. And the natural I, I, uh, tendency in a lot of us is to look for external things for us to um, create our own identity. Or to find it, yeah, in people or in who people say that you are, in your career, in your whatever. And I think um, even a popular topic that a lot of a lot of Americans are discussing right now is like self, kind of a self um, independence, a self like I can. Not that you can't be the best you, but it's all about you being the one that makes everything happen, and almost in an um, in a role that excludes God, that makes it about like. Yeah, and if you're going to have success all. in your life, you got to know who you are in Christ. That's right. I mean that that really is because who cares if you get all kinds of other success from the world if 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 it's not founded in who God says that you are, that's a miss. And so you just need to know that in Christ you're loved, in Christ you're accepted, in Christ you're forgiven, you're chosen, you're adopted. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19, it says, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. So you're a part of God's family. Your identity comes from him, not from the world, not what culture says, not what Instagram says, not what um, your friends have said. And when you really do know that, nothing Mm -hmm. can shake you. You can't be moved by what the world says about you. You're not going to be tossed all around. In fact, it it was back at my uh, when was this? We went on a your September. brother's yeah. uh, wedding. We, we went, went to his, his yep, wedding. We went to Tennessee to be at a wedding in end of September when my brother got married. And so I spoke at my dad's church, and afterwards we all went out to lunch. And I asked the question. I said, "Hey, what's one thing that you've learned in this last year?" And both my sister and my brother-in-law said the exact same thing. They said. Um, they just said that the greatest thing that they learned was that their identity is in Christ. So here he is, a, a very successful small business owner. They've um, a dad, a mom, living what 
what would appear to be like the American dream. They're doing great. And they're doing great because they know and are anchored in to who they are. In yeah, Christ. they just got really authentic. And, and we all did around. I wish I wish we could have recorded that and let everybody kind of hear like what my dad said, my mom, what Tatum said, others. You know, what's the greatest thing that you've learned in this last year? Because mm-hmm. I don't get to see my family all that often. So I decided to ask him that question. And it was good. I it was, went, conversation it, went deep. It went was, really deep. Yeah. But the the one thing that my sister and my brother-in-law, Jared, said is that more than anything, we've learned our identity in Christ, and it's made all the difference in the world. In fact, my sister even got a little teary-eyed talking about it. Like, it's that important. So it doesn't matter if you're... See, if if you don't know who you are in Christ, your success... Um, you're going to try to achieve it from the yeah. world standpoint, yeah. and it's going to feel empty and vain, and you're going to constantly be trying to... Um, it's always about the next thing. It's like you're rising and falling on what the world says, what people think, what promotions you get, what size house you buy, what you draw. Like, it's materialistic, and it's And when you know who God says that you are, all that could go yeah. away, and you're still fine. Yep. Very true. Now, I don't want any of that to happen for anybody that's listening, but... But life gets hard, and you have to know who Christ says you are because things, hard times are coming. They do come to us as believers, to everyone. And when it gets hard, you have to go back to what is what is your foundation anchored in? It's not in the hope of, that the world offers. It's not in the money the world offers um, or in your savings account. It's in the Lord. Yeah. In Christ, you're loved, accepted, chosen, forgiven, and adopted. Here's the second thing, uh, if you're going to achieve success in your life, you're going to have to focus on your priorities. So uh, let's unpack this thought here for a little bit, because there's a lot of things that work for our attention daily, and we've got to choose between what is important to us and what's trivial. In fact, there's an unknown uh, author... uh, that said this, a bee and a buzzard fly over the same field. Both find what they're looking for. A bee finds a flower, hmm. and you know what a buzzard finds. Yeah. So you got to focus on what your, your priorities. And I think the key word there, well, there's two of them. I think focus, you know, what you look at the longest becomes the strongest. And then you need to make sure you know what your priorities are. So I wrote down seven priorities or seven non-negotiables that you and I have in our lives. Let's talk about them. So uh, the first one being our relationship with God. So for us, that has to be key. And if you're a lover of Jesus, I mean, he he will not be number two. He has to be first. And a, a lot of the times I know um, we can get, we can tell ourselves Jesus is number one, but I think it all comes back to um, how does that play out and what does it look like practically in our lives? Are we really are we really taking time to talk with him, to read his word and hear and see and know what he says about us? Um, that happens as we worship. That happens as we are just um, staying connected with the Lord throughout throughout the day, the day-to-day stuff. Are we thinking and, and asking God, inviting him into our workspace, into our parenting, into our marriage? Um, yeah, our relationship. Listen, whatever consumes your mind controls your life. I'm going to say that again. Whatever ever consumes your mind controls your, your life. And so when you fix your thoughts on God, God fixes your thoughts. Yeah, so good. And so it, it's important that you're, it's, 
it, it's not just the drudgery of that people think, well, to spend time in God's word and to pray, and that's what they just think about when when they say that God's a priority. No, no, no. It's 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 having a relationship with Him all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's 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 again, it's fixing your thoughts on God continually, having a, a relationship. Here's the second thing that's a priority to us, and that's building the local church. We love the church. I, I love the local church. It's the only thing that Jesus came to build. He said, I will build my church mm-hmm. and the gates of hell will not stand against it. And when people say that I love God, but I don't like the church, I mean, that always, that irks me. Yeah, yeah. Like, there, there are knuckleheads in every <laughs> in every church. Yeah, right? Because there's human, we're people. Because like people are there. this is not a shrine for the saints. <laughs> yeah. It's a hospital for the hurting. Full of broken people. Yeah. And so... Because I love the church, because it's a priority to me, I'm going to use my gifts to build that. Um, And the and the 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 truth is that there's going to come a day that you and I will be judged by how we help build His church. Yeah, so true. It's a priority. It has to. It has to be a part of our lives. Number three is tithing. We're in a series on tithing yeah. right now, and this is like this is a non-negotiable to me. It's a priority. The first ten percent of everything that we make, we're going to return to the house of the Lord our God. And it's just been amazing to hear all the testimonies of people yeah. here recently that have been pouring in, that have begun to take the ninety-day tithe challenge, that have seen miraculous, incredible uh, miracles. Honestly, guys, I wish we had the opportunity and just the time to tell all the stories and the that right we and get freedom it's not our yeah, it's story not, it's not our story to always tell but if you want your life to be blessed it's really this is the one thing the lord says test me in this test me he offers you a challenge <laughs> to try and see test and see if the lord will not bless you beyond <clears throat> what you can imagine you know yesterday i got um you know, one of our investments that we that we did a couple of years ago, they they sent out a dividend check every every month on that, and uh, kind of interesting, you know, I that we're talking about this right now, but I mean, I got that in the mail yesterday, and, and so as I deposited it, the very first things, the second I deposited, the first thing I did was I turned around and sent a tithe check mm-hmm. to the church, and uh, it's. It's so important to me that the first money to ever leave my account after I get paid yeah. is the tithe. Because the tithe can't be last. It has to be first. So to, to me, to you, and this yeah. is our story. This is how this is how we live. We have always, if, and if we've had to, we will um we will adjust and create more margin in our lives and not do certain things mm-hmm. so that we can honor God with the tithe. Yeah. Like we've said no to a lot of things. Oh goodness, yeah. That we thought, man, yeah. that sure would be great. You have to because are we gonna rob God? Like so I can go get something that I want to wear or so that we can buy a second car when we didn't have a second car? Are we gonna rob God because it's convenient for us? Like, no way. We can't. We have to see and to honor the word of God in the way that He asks us to do it. And sometimes it means at our own expense, at the sacrifice where it really costs really, us something. What we have to sacrifice compared to Come everyone on. else yeah. in the world. It, it doesn't even compare. It doesn't even. Yeah. It's so it tithing, and God is faithful. Yeah. He's so faithful. When I think of the journey, that our tithe journey, just where we started in our marriage 23 years ago and and the faithfulness and the goodness and the blessing of God in our life it is immeasurable 
Here's the next one, number four, uh, saving and investments. Do you know Americans overall are fascinated with get-rich schemes? Mm. Uh, Americans are <laughs> they're fascinated with the idea that they could get rich not having to do much of any work. But God's way of prosperity is to make your finances grow little by little. And when you're faithful with, uh, with that, little by little, God will make it grow. And that's how you build wealth. Yeah. So we do something called the 10-10-80 the, the principle. The first 10% goes to God. The next 10% goes into savings. Yeah. And then we learn to live off of the 80%. And now that we've been doing this for years, we actually put more in savings. And we're actually able to be more generous with the things of God and live off of less. It's don't don't despise the small beginnings. Those of you yeah. listening that may feel like that's uh, gigantic and hard, and that you can't do it, you just start. You, you just know, they start. were just telling me that. Um, uh, it, this kind of goes back to the tide. They were telling me that in the correctional facilities, <clears throat> the guys have been listening to these messages, and they are actually tithing uh, to the church. So they get stamps. Okay. So these guys get four stamps a month. Pay to send stuff? to send money to send letters to family or whatever. Oh, okay. And so they are sending a stamp uh, to the church here to give testimony of what God's doing, and they're putting the other three stamps in the mail uh, in that letter to the church, saying we don't have any money to give because we don't get paid, but we want to vest into what God's doing. Please oh use these goodness. stamps to help send letters to to the people that need to have to have that because we oh want to find a way goodness. to give. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? So cool. Here's wow. the fifth one. And uh, the fifth one's health and exercise. So for us, um, we see health and exercise as being a priority because we we want to take care of the body God gave us. Like motion is lotion, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not necessarily a, a perspective that the Gotta world has moving. on on a certain standard because of how we have to look. It's more, hey, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we intend to talk about Jesus and continue working in ministry as long as the Lord will let us, as long as our bodies will let us. And man, you got you to gotta have energy. You got to be able to keep going. You got to be able to sustain that. And the best way to fuel yeah, it I, is care for yourself. I, I see it as that my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I want to represent him well in this world, in my in my health, in my in my appearance. Um, I want to have energy to do what it is that God has called me to do and to be. And so, um, to me and you, it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. And um, yeah, we've and we've we've made an investment in that in uh, throughout the years, and we will continue. We have, and it doesn't mean that we don't eat chocolate. Mm. It's like one of the tough. It's tough. But but you know what I've discovered is that when you can keep your body under subjection like that. Because choices lead, feelings follow. Yeah. Um, the discipline carries over. It carries you know, over to your spiritual life, to your work your life, life, to your yeah. emotional life, to all these. Yeah. And you actually feel better. You sleep better. You, oh, man. Yeah. Everything. Uh, number six is the Sabbath. Sabbath. This is a priority to us. Again, we're, we're talking about uh, these, these keys to being, to have success in your, in your life. And the first one is to know your identity in Christ. The second one is to focus on your priorities. And I'm just giving you some priorities that are non-negotiable mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. and Tatum. And this one here is big, the Sabbath. The rest, yeah. You know, we've said this, that if the devil can't get in front of you and stop you, he'll get behind you and push you so fast he'll wear you out. And 
ministry for us is there is never not a draw on our lives. There's never not needs that people are going through. And as we are reaching even more and more people than we've ever imagined possible, uh, rest is so so important. We have the to Sabbath we have so to pull important. away. Yeah, we have to. You know, I heard Pastor Robert Morris say one day. He pastors a great church here in Dallas called Gateway Church, and he told us he said, um, "People need more of my energy, not my time. They need more of the anointing of God in my life, not my time." Yeah. And a lot of times we think, well, I, I got to be there for this, got to be there for that. I got to show up for all these events and do all that. And yeah. the reality is, is that if I went to everything yeah. that I'm asked to do, yeah, you do, there's no I would way. have nothing to give yeah. where it actually really matters, mm-hmm. where we could actually impact tens of thousands of people. Yeah, so important. So the Sabbath is a day Find that a day you do yeah. not work. You, you do no work. And you actually have to work not to work. We say that to each other almost weekly. <laughs> we have to work not to work because, yeah, it's, it's hard to pull away. We understand it. We know like we're in the same boat as you guys where you literally have to fight your own self to not open your email, to not um, work. We just have to have to make it happen. Uh, it's so important. The Lord's He commands it. And so I, I think another way that has helped me just with um, – being intentional to do this is to realize it's not, God isn't suggesting this. He isn't like, oh, uh, here's a good idea. You should try it. No, he tells us. It's a commandment. It's a command to honor the Sabbath. It's a day that that should be set aside without any work, just rest. And and um, when we see it that way and we and we compare that to other commandments, how how. Sh- much we want to follow them, how understanding we can be when the when the when the Lord says, "Don't murder, don't have any other idols before me, don't." Um, all those, but when it comes to yeah, this, we, and then you we break at, it all the time. Yeah, it's like, why is that okay, and the, and the others are not? It's not okay. We have to do it. Here's the seventh one, and that's our marriage. That's got to be a focus. So, um, how do I say this? Uh, we, we prioritize each other. That's how we say it. Yeah. Like before, not that we don't have other friendships, not that we don't hang out with other people, but we have to prioritize our marriage above everything else. And um, and that also is sometimes can be challenging to do. You have to like carve out time. You have to say no to other things so that you can say yes to each other. And I think it's something that we've learned the hard way and worked hard to get there. There were not always years where we did that, but um, man, is it worth it. Do you know that the that there are 800,000 words in the English language? The average person knows 10,000 of those words and uses 5,000 in everyday speech. But your future actually depends on the choice of the 5,000 words that you know. So like, even though there's all these words, how I speak, what you say to me, it, our words to each other, they matter. Our time that we invest in each other. So these are like non-negotiables. So like our, our kids, like our two kids, as much as we love them, they're not in front of either one of us when we, when we see each other. Like to me, you are my, my priority mm-hmm. and I'm your priority and the kids are not in between us. They actually um, orbit around the two of us. Yeah. 
that's a good way to put it, a picture way to see it. So <clears throat> focus on, on when we focus on these top priorities, on these non-negotiables, mm-hmm. they actually help us to create more um, success and they actually help us to create less anxiety because we know where we're going. And when you know what you say can say yes to, it's a lot easier to know what you can say no to. It sure is, yeah. And okay. you, say, you say no a whole lot more. We say no a whole lot more than we say yes, but it's because we know our priorities. So it yeah. makes it easier to say I, I'm not available then because that's my Sabbath. That's the day off. I'm not available then because I have a date with my husband always that day or that week. Like those are prioritized above everything else, and we fight for that, and it's it brings... Um, There's a quote out there that says that if you learn to say no, you'll trade popularity for respect. Hmm. And so when we know what our priorities are, we're focused on that. Okay. Here's the third out of these nine, and that's determine your life philosophy. You know, as they say, you can, you can live life any way you want, but you can live it only once. And so all of us should determine what it is that we want our lives to stand for. So for me, my success goal is this, that those who are closest to me who know me the best, love and respect me the most. That's and, good. you know, there's something really wrong with us if the people who don't know you actually like you better than the people that do know you. There's something really out of balance in your life if that's the case. And so what we got to make sure is that real, what we got to define what real success looks like. Yeah. Um, I don't get, gauge my success on whether, you know, all kinds of people that have never met me or that really or don't know me. how many likes you get on social media, if how they many like followers me, you have. It's like, based on... That's not true success. It is worldly, right? Yeah. Those that know me the best, like when they, when, um, when, when they say, I like you, when they say, wow, I love you, they say, I, I feel like I am being appreciated by you when they feel valued like that, that's a win. And I'm not trying to say that I don't uh, care about what other people say, but my value doesn't come from that. You're just, yeah, determining for your life what you would consider successful or what your philosophy is. It matters more what the people who know you say about you, think about you than anybody else. Yeah, That's success. All right. Let me give you one more here today. Uh, And that is this, get physically fit. So as we are talking about achieving overall success in your life, uh, you know, we touched on it just a little bit ago on one of our non-negotiables, but everybody's health situation is, is different. So of course there's uh, specific health conditions which require specific attention, but barring any of these health uh, conditions, we can make the most of what we have. So if you're not healthy, it's really difficult for you to create a world-class life. Yeah. It's often difficult just to enjoy life when you feel terrible or when you're in pain or when you can make better choices, but we just choose not to. Like, then you don't sleep And it's easy to get into this habit and just like give up and go, well, I'm at that age that, (laughs) well, I guess. We'll just let it go. We'll just let everything go, you know? (laughs) No, you can make choice. It just starts small. You can make small. If you're going to accomplish, choices. L- listen. If you're going to accomplish everything that you want in your life, being in excellent health and enables you to have high energy, so you can be able to accomplish more. Listen, I need you to think about your purpose. 
listen, you're not just, you know, trying to be healthy because of a, you know, of, of what, of how you look or how you, how you feel. It, it's, I think even greater than that, sure. it, it's the purpose. Yeah. There is great purpose on your life. And yeah. in order for you to accomplish that purpose, you yeah. got to have a working vehicle. Your body. Your body <laughs> to be able to accomplish yeah, that. It's so true. So let me just give you some three three quick things here. That's this first requirement for health is to get adequate amount of sleep. How many hours do you need, babe? Honey, why don't you tell them about your sleep? <laughs> Are you talking about me waking up this morning? Yeah, you had a, you had a bad night's sleep last I night, didn't you? I woke up at 2.30 this morning, y'all, and I couldn't go back to sleep. Till what time? Till 6.20, my alarm went off, and I was like, nope, I'm going to give myself one more hour, and I fell asleep until 7.30, and I dreamed that my teeth fell out. <laughs> Wait a second. Tell them all this, this story here. What happened? <laughs> I slept for one hour huh? from 6.30 to 7.30. That's what happens when you don't get enough sleep. Your teeth will fall out. out. It was a bad dream. I was like waking up, like feeling them because it seemed so real. Thank God I still have my teeth. Okay, so let me- But I need you, some more sleep tonight. Let me give you what the researchers have found. They've okay. confirmed that everyone needs at least seven to eight hours of sleep Amen. daily. Yes. So please keep this in mind and design your work schedule to ensure that you get the right amount of sleep. And it's usually not work schedule. Let's just be honest. We're all bad at staying up too late when you can go to bed earlier um, or doing other activities that keep you out late. And then when you get home, you still have stuff to do. It's like stuff we can cut out that usually is mm -hmm. our, our choice. So here's the second thing. You need to have a consistent exercise program to stay energetic. All we're saying is move, move y'all. So this looks different for everybody based on where you're at, but- I would say a, a program. You need a, to have a program. A consistent, yeah. And whatever that looks like for you. But here's the deal. Um, and I'll be honest with you. You know, I, I rarely, if ever go, you know what? I think I really want to go, you know, exercise. Like rarely ever. Like choices lead, feelings follow. You're Even the feelings don't follow me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just be honest. <laughs> but, but we make the choice anyway to work out consistently against to exercise. How we feel. No, I, yeah, I don't. I don't live my life based on what I'm feeling. I'm going to go do this because yeah. this is something that I know that I need to do. So I will. I refuse to allow my uh, to allow laziness or um, a, an feelings. apathetic. Oh, it's raining outside. I don't do that when it comes to church. I don't do that when it comes to um, you know, accomplishing my my assignments, um, I, and I don't do that when it comes to this area of being uh, exercising. Of exercising, yeah, you owe it to yourself to do it. And yes, you do. You know, as Tatum was saying earlier, start with where you're at. So if you haven't developed this pattern in your life, start where mm -hmm. you're at. Because listen to this, you're. Your habits are stronger than your desires. So, so everybody has, so a, has a desire to do something. Yeah. But very few people actually uh, follow through on that desire because your habits are stronger. Mm -hmm. So I've heard a lot of people like, well, I, I, man, I really need to quit smoking. Mm -hmm. But they don't. Uh, 
because their habit of smoking is greater than their desire. Quit, I've heard a lot yeah. of people in the new year, you know, they're like, oh, I just have this desire to really seek after God. But you don't, you haven't developed habits. Yeah. You know, daily habits. Yeah. Daily habits of where you're going to be and how you're going to spend time mm -hmm. with God. So even if you have the desire, but you don't put habits in place, it never, nothing changes. Create a habit. People Do always it. look at habits as something bad, yeah. something negative. And, and habits just... create something great. They're actually good things. Yeah, they're they help good. you. And I want to just say, start small. I feel like exercise is one of those things that seems like such a giant um, undertaking. If you if you don't exercise, you think there's no way I could not turn into this health fitness guru person. That You don't have to. Just start small. You make a few decisions like, I'm going to drink more water every day. I'm going to stop with the sugar. I'm just going to drink water. You make a decision. I'm going to walk 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is. And you just start little choices that are consistent. The key is be consistent. Just keep doing it. The more you keep doing it, you give yourself three months, six months, and you make one, add one other habit in. You know, we, we were here at the it's church. Like, I, yeah. I don't ever take the elevator. We always I take make the, take the stairs. stairs. Yeah. It means just little, little things. Little habits. We try to, you know, sometimes I, well, I'm not always great at this, Say but it. you what? can like park a little farther away from the door at the grocery store so you yeah, have to walk a little that. bit far. I don't do that. But maybe somebody here wants to do that. But if you want to do that, go for it. <laughs> I will like you. Oh, I will take your parking spot. <laughs> Here's the third thing I think um, when it comes to getting physically fit and that's you're going to have to be careful about your diet. Food. I. Hey, this affects what's how, your, you, uh, number this one, affects uh, how you feel. For uh, me. Super, this... super uh, power. You'd be the super for, eater. For those of you who have listened to our podcast before, if I could have any superpower, I would want to eat everything that I want to eat and still be physically fit because mm -hmm. I love to eat. But I don't. Until I get to heaven, maybe the Lord will allow me to eat this heavenly feast and I'll have a brand new body and we can just keep eating all the chocolate. Mm -hmm. Until then, Lord, I'm going to have good habits. Mm -hmm. No, but I, really what we eat matters like if if you feel like really cruddy, check how many hours you're sleeping. Ask yourself if you've walked more than just like around your office or your house or done something to break a sweat. And then what are we fueling our bodies with? Like we were not made for boxed, pre-packaged, fake food. God didn't intend, he didn't make our bodies for that. We have to fuel them. We need something that's green. We need some protein. We need some water. Have you had some water? <laughs> Eat an apple instead of the bag of chips. Like I know it sounds annoying and nobody loves hearing that, but these are things that change how we feel. And then eventually, sometimes they change how you look. Yep. And, you know, can I just With say- the goal being health. Can I just say yeah. that? Because- I don't you care know, try, try, about look. Try to try to cut out carbs. Um, try to try to eliminate sugars. You know, you just don't need so much as what we what uh, as what we do. And then I'd encourage you. Hey, you know what? Life can't just be boring. Have a cheat day every you know, like every week. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having so, two cheat days every week here. <laughs> And it's not like don't get crazy kind of thing. I would say cut things. out carbs. I would say there's no, like try starchy to cut out things more that carbs. you can you can just have more. Not, I'm not saying a hundred percent of them. We're not trying to give you a strict philosophy yeah. of a diet here to follow. It's about a lifestyle, and <laughs> that old elementary school food pyramid that we all learned probably could use some editing. Now that we're into 2022, I don't think it's the same. So. Everybody, we know that God's got great things in store for you. And 
we want to help you to, uh, to experience that kind of success in your life. And so again, know your identity in Christ, focus on your priorities, because there's some big things that are there. Determine your life philosophy. And then number yeah. four, get physically fit. And again, I, let me just say this, any health program should, um, should be done with the supervision of your doctor. Yeah. You know, make sure your doctor. Yeah. Be healthy. Be healthy. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're going to be back next week and we will tackle the remaining. How many do we have? We have left? five more. I we think. have five more left. Ooh, next week's going to be good. Don't miss it. All right, guys. Thanks God for bless. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye-bye.